0: Everybody's Dr. Rick here. Hope everybody Who's watching this is having an Unbelievable day. I hope up until this Point you've had an unbelievable year and if You're watching it, I hope that Everything that you have set out to do You've accomplished. If not, if you're still breathing You're still in the fight. You know uh, That's one of my mantras. Look I've been telling you guys about The Legacy Wealth uh, Program for Months. It's something that was Actually created years ago And I've only uh, worked with a few people, select few people, on getting it Uh, really, truly, really, truly fine-tuned. Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Rick dropping in. Hope everybody is having a great start to your week. As for me, it is business as usual. Uh, I'm excited about all the things that are going on. Uh, I'm excited about the next stage and phase of my life. Uh, it requires work, it requires concentration. And we're going to talk about transformation today because it is transformational Tuesday. We're going to talk about six keys. Uh, to six crucial critical keys to achieve positive transformation. Um, I want to real quickly tell you, number one, as you saw, this segment is brought to you by the Legacy Wealth Academy's Path to Generational Wealth course. Uh, If you want to learn A to Z in building wealth, uh, I consulted the minds of the top performers in the investment world uh, to put this course together and I'm excited about it so you can tap into it. Um, the link is in there also. Uh, this is the final day. yesterday was supposed to be the final day but there were some glitches uh, so I've extended it. This is the final day to get into the mind Unleashed course. This is a course that again is pretty comprehensive. If you know me, I don't do one hour, two hour, Uh, And you're done type situations. I create courses that create change and a lot of change comes from repetition, the creation of new ideas, new thinking, new habits uh, to change behavior and create new uh, outcomes. And so it takes repetition. But so I create programs that uh, integrate repetition into the program. So but I guarantee you it works the mind unleashed. If you're looking for, uh, the ability to step outside of this constant, um, place that you've been in the stagnancy uh the inability to move towards something you know is there uh you want to achieve something greater in life than you've ever done before but something's holding you back i guarantee you it's tied to your thinking it's tied to uh the limitations that you've accepted in your mind it's time to free yourself it's time to liberate your mind unleash the shackles that are holding you back and this is a step-by-step process the course will be in the probationary period, the course will be $597, but for the remainder of the day, the entry, the introduction price of $97 still applies, but this will be the last day. What happened is some people went on and there were some glitches and they weren't able to complete it. So I just extended it because I don't know how many people that happened to, but whatever it is, go on and click that sign up. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So let's talk. Let's talk. Transformation, transformation, change, transformation, change, change is inevitable change is happening every day all around you change is happening to you every day you're not the same person on a biological and cellular level that you were yesterday on an intellectual and emotional level even though you may seem or feel stagnant you may feel like you're not making progress change is happening here's the thing is change happening for the better or for the worse because change will happen but if you don't take the reins of your life if you don't execute your personal sovereignty if you don't take uh control of the situation and dictate change by doing what i call intentional growth choosing the path of change choosing the direction in which you change choosing the destination that you're going to land at is how you create positive transformation the change is inevitable but what you become is up to you and uh, i tell people all the time. You don't get what you want in this life. That's uh, a misconception that's often thrown about and it's misunderstood. Uh, A lot of times it's tossed around in something that I spend a lot of time studying and teaching, and that's different elements, components of the law of attraction attached to quantum physics and all, all of that. But you don't get what you want. You get what you become. You can want something all day long. If you don't develop the capacity to produce it or create it, you'll never have it. You can't wish something into existence. You can have a vision. You can have a dream. You can have an idea. You can have a concept. But at some point, you have to start creating the capacity. And that requires positive transformation. So I thought about six steps. And there are more steps. But these six steps are essential in creating... um, positive transformation the first step is you need to identify your goal what is it that you're trying to accomplish what is it that you're trying to become what is it that you're trying to have what is it that you're trying to create whatever this thing is you need to identify it and that needs to be a clarity of these goals that's why I am a major advocate and uh, of um vision boards I am a major advocate of writing down your goals what it is that you say you want, make it clear. Uh, the Bible says, write the vision and, and make it plain. Um, so those who see it may, may, may see it and run. And what does it mean? It means that it should be so clear that, People can buy into it. It should be so clear that whatever the next step is, is obvious. You need to have goals. The thing is, wishing for something without clarity in goals is highly nebulous, ambiguous. And that's why a lot of people aren't achieving the things that they say they want. is because they have made up in their minds that they want something, but they don't have an idea of what it is in specific. Uh, prime example, people will come to me and say, well, I want, uh, I want more money. OK, so if I reach in my pockets and I give you five dollars, will that help? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, that's what you said. You said more money. So you got to be more clear that, that, that money needs to have a amount on it. You know, I want a better career. What does the career look like to you? You should be able to have it. You should be able to visualize this future that you want for your life at such clarity that it literally creates an emotional response. And you're, and you have the ability to do that. That's how you write new narratives: is by putting yourself into a future reality and experiencing it in your imagination at a level that it triggers an emotional response. It is that emotional response that will anchor you to that future outcome. And so whenever you're going through the difficulties of trying to get there, it's that emotion that wakes you up and says, oh, what we got to get there because that emotion is a memory of something that never happened. That's the power of rewriting narratives. That's how you let go of the past and you take hold of the future. That's how you stop consulting your past, asking for permission to have a different future than you've experienced. By being able to have a vision so clear of something you've never had before, but you can experience it. You write it in your mind. You put it on your vision board. You write it in your journal, but you should be able to go here and see it it should be so clear that when somebody talks to you you can explain it i'm I'm living here i'm doing this this is where i do this is how i do it this is what i'm making this is all the things that matter to you whatever those things is and there's no right or wrong way to live this life at the highest level as long as you're walking in your purpose everybody is not worried about having uh their own island and a yacht and all that stuff some people want to be off serving people in distant places and remote areas some people want to write that blockbuster novel. Some people want to write that book or do that tour of lecturing to help people change. Whatever it is for you, it should be so clear that you can get, you feel it and it literally gets you emotional. And when you can have an emotional vision, when you have a vision that triggers your emotion, you just anchored yourself in a future outcome that now you just need to nurture. That's the first thing. The next thing is develop a plan. In developing a plan, you now give a sense of responsibility to the steps that are necessary to achieve it. See, when you develop a plan, and here's the thing, I tell people all the time, plans have to be flexible, but non-negotiable. I remember, and, and more than one person has asked me this, but I remember somebody that I care about daily asking me some years ago, do you have a plan B? I see your dream. I see your vision. I believe in you. Do you have a plan B? And my answer was no. And that person smiled and they understood what I was saying. It doesn't mean that I'm not flexible in adjusting my plan, but my plan in and of itself is to achieve this goal. Now, how I am flexible in the strategies within the plan is different. But if my goal is this and the plan is set for that the plan is flexible but the plan is non-negotiable i'm not laying down the vision i'm not giving up the vision i'm not turning around i'm not letting go it is what i'm going after people who know me tell you all the time one of my uh one of my common uh saying is that when I make up in my mind that I'm going to have something, there are only two options at that particular point. At that particular point, I'm either going to get what I have set out to get, or I will die in the process of trying to get it. There are no other options. I don't quit. It's not how smart you are. It's not how much resources you have at your disposal. It's not who you know. All of those things help But at the end of the day, if you're a quitter, you're going to quit because I guarantee you, I don't care how much you know, I don't care how many resources you have, I don't care who's in your corner. If you're a quitter, you're going to reach a point where it's going to get tough enough to make you shut down. You have to have it in your mind that no matter what happens, I'm not turning around. No matter what happens, I'm not giving up. No matter what happens, I'm pushing through this thing because on the other side of this wall of delay is something that I value. On the other side of this wall of fear is something that I value. On the other side of this wall of discomfort and pain is something that I value you. I'm trying to get you to understand that you've got to have a plan that does not shake at the presence of adversity because adversity is going to present itself. If there's something that will make you quit, I am promising you that it's guaranteed you're going to encounter it. The next thing after a plan is taking action. I get a lot of people who will put the plan together. Well, here's where a lot of people get caught up in the planning. They want perfection. So they're trying to dot every I, cross every T, make sure everything is lined up the way that they want it to be lined up. And and, and that's how they're getting their, their things up. But so they spend years perfecting the plan. No, write the plan. The vision is the thing that you're looking at. That's the thing that's there. The plan is simply the idea and the strategy and the blueprint for getting to the vision. But then what you have to do is you have to take action in the plan because the plan, no matter how much you think, that that, that that you are perfecting the plan, you're actually procrastinating because see, there's a level of fear that I'm gonna fail at it. So as long as I'm perfecting the plan, I can say I'm working on it, but I'm not putting myself in a position to where I can fail. Failure is a part of progress. Failure teaches you what doesn't work. Failure teaches you not to take this route. Failure develops a consistency and an endurance and a perseverance in you that will not quit when things don't go your way. You need failure to develop you. One of the greatest lessons I learned is that God cannot develop character in the absence of adversity. God cannot develop character in comfort. You're never developing character in comfort. Character is developed in the, the, the feel and the soul of adversity, in discomfort, in, in, in pushbacks, in setbacks, in pains, in heartache, in loss, in frustration, is where you develop character. You need the failure. Stop running from failure. Write the plan and take action. Because what I'll tell you is, no matter how perfectly planned you think you have it, you're going to get to something that you didn't think of. Some kind of variable is going to shift on you that wasn't there when you made the plan. You're going to have to be able to adjust on the move. So just make the plan and start moving and start making adjustments. Give yourself permission to be in the process. What does that mean? That I'm not going to do everything perfect. Every decision is not going to be the best decision. But what I am is committed to completing the journey. If I'm committed to to completing the journey, there's no one mistake that will stop me. There's no obstacle that will take me out of the game. There's nothing anyone else can do can stop me. You've heard me say this before. The very definition of destiny in its purest sense is the more that you try to stop it, the more you ensure it happens. Everybody that is in front of me, every obstacle that is in front of me, that is pushing back against what I'm trying to do is only ensuring that it happens. Anybody that steps in the way of your destiny simply becomes a part of it. They don't have the power to stop it, but you got to have the resilience to complete it. Take action. Then next is stay focused. That's why we have Focus Friday. And stay focused isn't just about being focused. It's about being specific about what you focus on. You don't just need to stay focused. You don't need to get rid of the noise. See, a lot of you got too much noise around you. You got a lot of naysayers. You got a lot of people who question everything. You got a lot of people who are sitting up talking about what happened to them and what happened to mama them and what happened in this. And who's the last person to do that? Do you know anybody that's ever done that before? You got all this noise going on and it's distracting you from the focus you need in the center. You need to be so that you can tap in to this valid and visual and vivid dream of vision that you have for your life. You got to clear out the noise. You got to put people in your periphery, in your circle that will fan your flames. You got to put people in your periphery, in your circle that's been where you're going. You got to put people in your periphery, in your circle that will hold you accountable, but always remind you of who you are, but you need to get rid of all the other noise. But then you got to also have a mindset to focus on the things that you appreciate about the move. Learn how to celebrate the small steps. Learn how to be okay with some of the setbacks. Not not accept it as the final outcome, but understand that there are going to be moments where it's just not going the way that you want it to go. I'm going to tell you, that's the breakthrough moment. I've been there before. I've been there more than once. Let me tell you something. There's going to be a point in time where you're going to be sitting there and it seems like everything is working against you. There's gonna be a time that you're sitting there and you're wondering, is anybody in your corner? There's gonna be a time where you've got a million people that that say they're your friends, but you ain't got nobody. You can pick up the phone and call and talk about this thing that's pressing so heavily on your heart. But you're gonna have to anchor yourself and look up and say, what do I have that I can hold on to? If you can breathe, if you can think, You're still in the fight. If you're still in the fight, there's still an opportunity to win. Focus on the vision. Focus on the fact that you still have an opportunity. Focus on all the things that you've overcome in your life. Focus on the things that you can be grateful for because it's it's gratitude that creates the gateway to abundance. Everything that you're trying to get to is going to go through the gate of gratitude and thankfulness. And if you don't know how to be thankful for what you do have, you're never going to have a whole lot more of that because you are not managing what you have. Because I'm telling you, when you manage what God gives you, you start to see things. I don't care how small or where you start, how meager your beginnings. There's something great in that. You've got to focus on the things that keep the fire lit. Whatever you focus on, you feel. Whatever you focus on, You feel we allow our spirits get weighted down because of our focus. We want to focus on what we don't have. We want to focus on the sense of lack. We want to focus on what somebody did wrong. I would rather focus on the blessings. I would rather focus on all the things that have gone right in my life. I'm not being, I'm not ignored. I'm not in a place of denial. What I understand is the things that are wrong, focusing on them don't change it. So even when there's something wrong, I'm focusing on the solution, not the puzzle, not the problem, not the thing that's going wrong, but how I'm going to come out of it. What does that do? That again, puts me in a place where I've got a vision of how it looks when I come out of it. And people are looking, at me going, you're in denial. No, I'm living in the future of my destiny. I'm living in the future outcome of overcoming this thing. You're focusing on the thing. I'm focusing on the outcome. That's why we have two different ideas of what's happening. You got to learn how to focus. After you learn how to focus, then you got to learn how to engage your setbacks. We've had, we've covered this a little bit, but let me tell you something. There're going to be setbacks. There're going to be delays. There are going to be points where you make bad decisions that produce the outcomes that you don't want, but it's what you do with the setback that determines the outcome. I'm telling you, the setback sets you up. I know that sounds cliche-ish, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I mean so I can give clarity to you see the power in what's being said in the cliche. See, the setback is going to test you. The setback is just actually a question. The setback is the question. The question is, how committed are you? The setback is going to ask the question, how committed are you? And if you're not committed enough, the setback will know, and you, everybody else will know because you're a lad now. You'll fall apart. You'll whine and complain. But if you're committed, the setback says, okay, what did I do? How did I do it? What should I do next? You start to look at it. You learn from your setbacks. You gain intel from your setbacks. Your setback is your teacher. Your failure is your teacher. It's showing you what you shouldn't do. It's showing you how to make decisions, how to move, how to engage opportunities, how to engage people. Hell, your setbacks teach you how to deal with setbacks. I'm telling you, you've got to learn how to understand setbacks, and you're going to always balk at the opportunity to be greater than you currently are because the setback is going to always ask the question, are you committed? And because you don't understand the question, you're quitting. Finally, learn how to celebrate your successes. Growing up, I, I really thank my great grandparents, man, I was reared by my great grandparents. It was a blessing and a curse. Extremely strict, uh, held me to a level of accountability that many of the kids my age didn't have, uh, didn't get to do a lot of things they did, but it kept me with a different type of focus. But in all of that, they saw something in me that they nurtured. My grandmother went out and bought LPs. And for those of you who don't know what LPs are, they are vinyl albums. And most of the time it comes with music on it. You know, I had so many albums, but she brought me the albums of the what I call the godfather of motivational speakers, Earl Nightingale. And Earl, I would listen to him. He was a white guy, but I would listen to him because his deep voice reminded me of my grandfather. And there was nobody I held in a higher regard than my grandfather. So listen, and Earl Nightingale. Uh, he defines success in a way that I still define it right now to today. He said success is the progression, uh, a, cons- a consistent progression towards a worthy goal. It's not just reaching the goal. It's every step. you got to learn how to celebrate your progress. you got to learn how to look up and say, you know what? I got that thing done today it might have been something small but you got it done learn how to celebrate it because here's what happens to people they get burned out on the effort because they don't celebrate the progress i'll show you what i mean let's say everybody goes 90 60 one year goals and of course you, you got three five year goals <laughs> <coughs> but you got 90 60 i mean 96 months and a year So. If you only celebrate when you hit those goals, that's three days out of 365 that you are celebrating and tapping into the emotional drive and response that triggers the right level of endorphins and hormones that lift you, that get you excited, that get you ready to drive, that replenishes you three times. No. Every day you ought to have something you're celebrating, something you finished, something you touched, something that you, you ought to have a journal. I have a journal where I tap in and I ask myself every night, what was my three magical moments? Every day I'm looking for three magical moments and they don't have to be super extraordinary, but they've got to be something. When I look at it, I say, man, I love that. It may be the way I handle the client. It may be me solving a specific issue. It may be hearing from somebody I haven't heard from in a while, but I need three magical moments. And what I find is I've got to pick from them because over the course of the day, there was so much positivity because I chose to focus on the positive. And I chose that by waking up in the morning and allow, and letting the first thing that flowed from my lips be thank you. I give very little time to the things that are wrong. I, I'm not perfect, so they pop up, but I cast them down. There'll be things that I want to remind you of your past. That'll be things that want to remind you of things that are not going well for you. That there, There's going to be forces that want to remind you of this. That'll be a that person with spirit. Can you believe they did that to you? Can you believe that this person did this? And I'm like, hey, I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on what I'm becoming. I'm focusing on the person that's able to help people change their lives. I'm focusing on the fact that God trusted me enough to hand me a gift, give me a purpose and plant me on this earth and turn me loose. I'm I'm unleashing my potential. I'm not worried about what everybody else is doing because I've come to an understanding that when I'm walking in my purpose, there's absolutely nothing or no one that can stop me. And I'm going to live to the fullness of the design of my designer because at some point, somewhere, somehow, I'm going to have to give an account to the designer what I did with the design. And when I give mine a come, I took it and I did everything. I turned it upside down, inside out. I pulled it, I stretched it, I expanded, I multiplied it. And I did things that encouraged others to do things. Whose life are you touching? Who are you inspiring? Nothing wrong with desiring financial wealth. Nothing wrong with desiring any of that. My question is, what are you doing with it is what's going to matter. That's the unstoppable force. Am I using what I have to bless others? Transformation. Is within your grasp the ability to transform yourself and be what you should be is in your grasp I challenge you to stand up and become the best version of yourself don't forget um, the online courses the links are in the description box as I always say I live my life on full so that when I leave this place I die on E. I'm challenging you to do the same thing. On that note, I'm out of here. You guys have an unbelievable remainder of your day.